0: And then also when things go through your stomach and the liver again too, uh, you're just not getting them directly to all the cells. And with the CBDA sublingually, it immediately does not even go to the stomach, it immediately goes to the cells. And our bodies are highly intelligent, so it's going to go where there is inflammation or nerve damage or an imbalance. If you really want effective use of the CBDA, putting it under your tongue and leaving it there is a huge benefit. Welcome to the Miracle Plant Podcast, the show that inspires, promotes, and gives you a daily dose of inspiration from the people who have used cannabis to change their lives in extraordinary
1: ways. Here's your host, Justin Benton.
2: Welcome back to the Miracle Plant Podcast, where we discuss this miracle plant with so many names and how it's helping people in so many extraordinary ways. Well, today we are going to dive into this new buzzword that's starting to pop up all over the place i'm seeing it uh, over and over again with the recent research it is what is cbda and uh, an extra five dollar hot dog for anybody who can answer that question Uh, the answer is cannabidolic acid and it's a bit of a tongue twister but essentially cbda is what the plant makes when the plant is producing all those beautiful cannabinoids up to over a hundred cannabinoids in the plant Uh, one of the most uh, prolific especially in the hemp plant is cannabidiolic acid Cannabidiolic acids it's even tough for me to say so that's why we abbreviated it and called it c b d a so many people have heard of cbd Uh, more and more people are starting to understand what cbda is and essentially cbda just means it's raw it hasn't been heated and why would that matter well there's been scientific research that has been published by the Uh, Godfather of cannabis hemp himself, Dr. Raphael Meshulam, who just turned 91, God bless him. Uh, We get to communicate with him still on LinkedIn, which is great, he's over there in Israel. And he did a study with some Canadian scientists that actually proved on pubmed.gov that cannabidiolic acid, CBDA, is up to 1,000 times stronger more effective with our bodies, with our endocannabinoid system, than regular old denatured, heated up, isolated CBD. So that's what we're going to get into today. I have a couple of our, our regular panelists and co hosts with us. We got my mom, head of research and development for 101hemp.org, uh, Janet Benton Gaylord, and Dan the Man Hummiston is here, co producer and co host of the Miracle Plant Podcast. Welcome to the show, guys. A topic we know a lot about, but I bet you there's a lot of people listening right now that have no idea what we're talking about. So so let's dive on in. What is CBDA?
0: I'm always glad to talk about it. Are we still there?
2: We're live.
0: Okay, you went off, You disappeared for a second on my screen. Uh, so yeah, CBDA is like the basis of all that we do um, here in our company, and it is becoming more and more researched uh, for a long time, people kind of ignored it and felt CBD was the major cannabinoid and called the CBDA and a minor cannabinoid or just kind of ignored it or said it couldn't be made into products because it wasn't stable. And so for a long time, it was kind of ignored, um, even though Dr. Meshulam and his, who our godfather, who discovered all of the cannabinoids and endocannabinoid system, the first one he did find, by the way, in 1965 was the CBDA. And then they moved on to CBD. And again, THC was the star of the research and star of use for many, many generations. And after a while, people started to realize the CBD portion of it also had health benefits. In the last six to seven years, the research is showing very clearly that the CBDA, as Justin mentioned, the raw form that the plant makes um, actually is the most powerful of the cannabinoids out there and if you're a holistic person or a natural person or like a juicing person or anybody that uses raw fruits and vegetables you understand that the raw version is always i've not found an example yet that wasn't the raw version is always more health healthy and maintains the products that the plant makes better than anything that's heated and justin often mentions that thc comes in the plant as thca like the cbda and then you have to heat thca or decarboxylated, that's what they call it, in order for you to get THC, which is psychoactive or gives you that high. And for some reason, the industry decided to apply the same heat and decarboxylation to hemp and the CBDA. I'm never quite sure of it, except that it is a faster process and you do get more, you use more of your plant. It's a more efficient way to use the plant. But as far as benefits, I'm not finding many in my years of research of the CBD having benefits that offset the CBDA. Uh, and just on a very basic level, and it's interesting in the store when people come in with questions, a lot of people don't realize that our bodies make endocannabinoids, or our bodies make our own cannabinoids. And therefore we have an endocannabinoid system of receptors that is actually larger than like our nervous system and other systems in our body. And so the medical community is now becoming more and more aware and studying and accessing the endocannabinoid system. Um, And so the CBDA is shown very clearly uh, to interact not only with the endocannabinoid system, but also all of our receptors in general. Uh, Just a quick summary, so CBD goes to like CB2 receptors of the endocannabinoid system and THC goes more to the CBD CB1 receptors more in your brain, more responsible for that psychotropic effect that we have from it. And then the CBDA interacts with those systems, but also goes beyond it. And one reason it goes beyond it is the CBDA uh, actually is what they call a mimic or an analog or basically the same as one of the really important endocannabinoids that our bodies make, and that's called 2AG. And Dr. Ethan Russo, a very well-renowned neurologist, believes that all neurological issues are caused by too, lo- too low a level of 2AG. And so then he sees the CBDA is coming in as an analog or mimic and then filling in in all the areas where the 2AG is too low, which also gives the CBDA another very powerful benefit. And there's been research by Dr. Mishulam since the 60s. And then he is from Israel and he works in concert with researchers all around the world. And so there was a, he recently came, not recently anymore, he came to CanMed or a medical cannabis conference here in California a couple of years ago to announce that CBDA, the unheated version was the most powerful and effective of all the cannabinoids and which is huge information and was very new to many people. Uh, We had gone with CBD ourselves because we're holistic and we believe in like cold processing in the whole plant and putting our CBDA with like cold pressed hemp seed oil that's organic, so it's kind of a holistic approach, which is pretty unique in the industry. And so the more you start reading about uh, cannabinoids and the CBDA, the more you keep finding more and more benefits related to it. And so one uh, one of the receptors that we also find a lot of effect with CBDA is the serotonin receptor. It's a neurotransmitter uh, responsible for not only anxiety, but also not nausea and vomiting. And the CBD, again, has a stronger interaction with that uh, serotonin receptor than CBD does. So again, to a more powerful uh, benefit for it, for anxiety. And one of the studies that showed for nausea and also anticipatory nausea, like if you've ever had that driving in a car and you... Are afraid you're going to vomit or whatever, the CBDA and that, that particular study in that area was a thousand times more powerful than the CBD or THC. And that's pretty much what we're seeing with a lot of the different studies coming out on that. Um, another important receptor that explains some of the CBDA's benefits is our COX-2 receptor. And one part of the COX-1 part of it is relates to our stomach and our, uh, the lining of our stomach and also our intestines, a very important part of our immune, of our system, digestive system. And so a lot of the medicines people take for pain, like called NSAIDs or whatever, uh, they actually don't really work with the problem causing the pain, but do kind of block that feeling of the pain. But they do so by also blocking Uh, the COX-2 and COX-1, and therefore you see many, many people who are taking pain medications, having stomach issues, ulcers, nausea, uh, things like that. And so many people have to quit even taking those drugs because of the side effects on their intestinal system. And then the the CBDA, being a more sophisticated uh, approach, uh, basically only works through the COX-2 or anti-inflammatory aspect of it. So it's not going to be causing any stomach assets, uh, problems. And so that, again, makes it a more powerful uh, of all the cannabinoids that are out there. And then we always talk about, just in general, the basic properties of the CBDA. Uh, Number one is homeostasis or balancing. So besides balancing our serotonin levels, which is very important, it also balances our systems in our body, for instance, the immune system. Which is inflammation versus anti inflammation. So, therefore, it's a very powerful anti inflammatory as it's literally balancing the amount of uh, inflammation in the body. It also is a balancer of the endocr- endocrine system, which is our antioxidant system. And so, again, too, it, which is you know, antioxidants we read about, they stop uh, damage uh, from free radicals and they're kind of anti aging approach. And so just that balancing or homeostasis works through those three levels. And then the final very strong property and the one I find the most unique that I keep waiting for the billboards on um, is the fact that CBDA interacts with our nerves and it can repair nerves that have been damaged if you hit your thumb with a hammer or something. um, It's also a neuroprotectant for people that have systemic diseases like MS and Parkinson's where their nervous system is being systematically attacked. It can help protect them from that damage. But the most important one to me is neural regeneration. The CBDA can literally help the nerves regenerate or create new nerves. And that's where we see the really strong benefits in like uh, autism, obviously where we started, but also like in Alzheimer's and again, things like MS and Parkinson's where the nerve damage is a critical symptom of it. And so again, too, I could actually talk for quite some time about CBDA, but just keep in mind, too, we use a real common phrase in the office. Uh, CBDA is like fresh squeezed orange juice. that hasn't been tampered with and has everything in it and our body knows exactly what to do with it. And then CBD that's been heated. And then also sometimes they're they are taking out different parts of it, too. So like they talk about different types of CBD. But just in general, the CBD is just not going to give you uh, the same benefits as you get with the CBDA. And so therefore, we call it like Tang uh, or Kool-Aid or in some cases, maybe a juice box means there's variations of the CBD on the market. But none of them come down to the fresh squeezed orange juice of the CBDA. So if you don't remember anything else about CBDA, just remember it's fresh squeezed, it's organic, it's holistic. And it's going to be more powerful than all of the CBDs that you find on the market.
2: Absolutely. Well, um, as you can tell, uh, we live, eat, breathe CBDA. As for those of you who haven't heard, the reason how we found it was uh, our son was um, uh, you know, diagnosed with a regressive. So he was a healthy, happy kid. And all of a sudden, uh, he lost his ability to communicate, to make eye contact, to basically function in the world and he came down with a severe um, uh, diagnosis of autism. And so when we were trying to clear the fog and get him healthy again, uh, we came across uh, the research with CBD helping with epilepsy, um, and we decided that that was our best bet. That was our best hope that we had other than what we had already done, which was cleaning up his diet and you know and making sure there was no processed foods, no wheat, no dairy, no just junk, to, to gum up the system and get him into fresh organic juicing and probiotics and, and really healthy greens and things of that nature. And we uh, we saw progress with that. Um, we didn't see as much progress as we wanted to with the CVD, um, but we weren't going to give up because it just made too much sense that it would help with epilepsy, which was neurological. Why wouldn't it help with... Autism, which was neurological, an, an inflammation of the brain, uh, and the brain not wiring, not firing correctly the way it should. And so, when we uh, found the research, and it made sense with our holistic principles of whole plant—that's what it means, holistic, whole. Think of whole, whole plant, and you use the whole plant. And and when we saw the research with Dr. William Courtney, um, that made it totally clicked. It's like duh no one figured out because everyone thought well the only way that you can extract anything from cannabis is you have to heat it right that's why you when you're smoking it you put fire to it or if you're making brownies you cook it right if that's the only way that it works right well wrong um you know just like any other plant or vegetable that has cbd in it like broccoli and kale and 25 others um, you want to keep the whole plant and eat it, juice it, just the way you would with kale or broccoli to get the most nutritional benefits out of it. Well, when you keep the whole plant juiced or in the raw form with cannabis, you're unlocking the full potential and all of the cannabinoids that are within it. And that's what helped get my son's brain clear. We're happy to report he's no longer on the spectrum or considered, does no longer carries the diagnosis. And in fact, I'm watching him warm up for a baseball game right now where he's batting cleanup. So. We started this podcast to share these stories, to have other people who tried our products, who tried CBDA, who tried the whole plant, who juiced the plant, to share these stories because we couldn't get them out on Facebook and Instagram. Uh, We couldn't get them out on the traditional channels because the powers that be didn't um, didn't want us talking about that for some reason and I'll let you figure out the reason why, and uh, I'll give you a hint, follow the money. So we are here to talk about CBDA as now it's gaining more popularity because of the research that came out of Oregon State recently, saying that CBDA actually helps protect you from get getting a virus, specifically the COVID one. And if you do get it, it actually helps you recover quicker. And that's also in PubMed as well. So now people are starting to talk more about CBDA. That was not back in 2019 when Dr. Raphael Mishulam came to CanMed to tell the world about CBDA and all the exciting research that he's done. So we decided we'd come on here, talk a lot about more CBDA, and hopefully we've uh, enlightened you and given you some more insights to do some more of your own research. And uh, if you want to try the product, uh, we pinned our website up there too. Uh, you can try it as well. And uh, feel free to, to see the... Sometimes that's just what you have to do, right? With, with anything is try it for yourself and see how it works best for your own body and for your own... Uh, situation so uh, with that being said Dan did you have anything to add before we move on to the next topic which is how much of this CBDA do we take yeah I just wanted to make one comment and that was in, in follow-up to something that Janet just said where she's talked about it helping to regenerate the nerves and it makes me think of of, of stem cells and I've heard a lot of people refer to CBDA as the hemp plant stem cell Um, is that, is that something that, is that, is there something to that, Justin or or Janet?
0: I have actually not come across that in my research. I think it may, it's, it's a good comparison, but I'm not sure if it actually functions in the same way as stem cells, but no, it is very basic and it literally does go in and, and regenerate nerves. So, which is the stem cells again, too, they're trying to take little baby stem cells that babies that naturally produce after birth, by the way. Uh, after babies born, they travel throughout the body to fix anything that might have been damaged during birth. And now they're using those for a variety of adult issues, things too. But no, I, at this point, I'd see it more as an allegory that, you know, CBDA does some of those same functions, but I've not used it, heard it uh, used as a stem cell. But I will certainly research that um, and find it out. Uh, I want to make one discussion too when people talk about this cold pressed or using the whole plant. I have people that get confused and think that we mean we use the stalks and the stems and, and the roots and everything. And so just to clarify, whole plant means when we put like the flower and things in for extraction, by using holistic cold extraction, you keep all those cannabinoids and the terpenes and uh, flavonoids and all the beneficial parts of the of the flower in the plant. So just to clarify in case people think we're throwing in huge stalks and extracting Uh, from them, and then the Oregon State is also the study that came out uh, was very fascinating. It was a preliminary study where they were just looking for any plants in the natural world, they call them small plants, that would have any kind of an effect on the COVID vaccine, and so they just had their system of just running many, many, many plants through there trying to find what something that would interact with some part of the cells especially the uh, spike protein that's on the outer side of the cells where the COVID attaches. And using all the different plants they could find, what they found was CBDA came in first as the most strongest affinity or attraction to that spike protein. And then CBD and THC at some point within THC, they're all A, -A, CBGA, THCA, CBDA. So again, to the power of the unheated plant. Um, and so they didn't find, it came out very strongly. Those were the major ones. Then they went on to do further lab tests where they actually had the virus in the cells and then they had the CBDA in there or the CBGA in there. And it did show that the CBDA would attach to the spike protein like the antibodies do to prevent the COVID uh, from attaching to the cells. And but at this point, that's just laboratory studies. And so now they're moving on to actually real life to trials usually with animals first and then people. But I thought found it just fascinating trying all the different plants because you hear so many herbs and everything people are taking. are turmeric and their ashwagandha and all these things. But it showed again to the superiority of the CBDA as being the most, having the biggest affinity to the spike protein and the biggest ability to block uh, the COVID vaccine from attaching. Uh, so again, too, it's good to have that information out there. And it really has, again, made more people aware of the benefit of the cbda and hopefully get some idea in general too that eating juicing and raw whole plants in general is is a good benefit for your health
2: and and just to clarify you're talking about the uh 19 virus attaching right not the vaccine okay cool um and so um yes and, and that research is out there and you know the funny just make sure of raw cbda material in the planet Um, Partially because we were the first (laughs) but um, and and so we we know this information and to us it's secondhand and um, the reason why we have the podcast and the reason that we've spent you know millions of dollars and traveled the world uh, to to collaborate and work with chiropractors and go to conferences and speak at, at events is to continue to to sing this this song which is it's not this it's not about one molecule it's not about CBD it's about the plant and then once you figure out that it's about the whole plant in the raw form just like juicing an orange then it's like well what else can i do what else can i do to take control of my health you know that is my food and my nutrition and my diet right get rid of the processed foods get rid of the refined sugars get back to a simpler time you know eat real foods that are actually still look like a food not coming out of a box you know drink clean water like people don't really understand what kind of water we're drinking you know, these are like the Pandora's box. When you start to understand this holistic philosophy of the plant, this miracle plant, cannabis, hemp, sativa, indica, whatever you want to call it, uh, you know, the, this, this is the awakening. And that's why we continue to talk about these things. So I'm so glad uh, we have some people on here in Clubhouse. Feel free to raise your hand at the end. We will do a Q&A. And uh, we are recording live here for the Miracle Plant podcast that you can find anywhere you find your podcasts. And uh, I want to switch things up real quick because this is a topic that I know my mom talks about all the time. She's the head of research and development at 101hemp.org. And we get this question a lot. Um, But uh, I'm going to tee it up for her because I know she loves to talk about this. And we even hand out cards whenever someone buys something. So if you were to buy something from us, we mail around the country, around the world. You'll get one of these little cards that talks about dosage. How much do I take? and uh, I will turn that over to my mom because I know she's ready to talk about it. So fire away.
0: Uh, and that's Justin has an excellent point. There's, besides being so many CBDs and CBDAs and all kinds of things in between out there, um, it is really critical besides getting the best CBD, which obviously we believe strongly and a research based on the CBDA, um, it doesn't matter how good a product is if you don't take it correctly. And I find so many people that don't have an idea in this industry to me, the CBD industry, I think a lot of people jumped in because promise of massive amounts of money or whatever in it. And so it's kind of a follow the leader. I see like what they put the CBD in when they extract and how they recommend taking it. And so there's just a lot of information out misinformation and lack of real information about these things. And so Justin mentioned too. So if anybody buys anything in our stores or online, uh, any of our sublingual oils, we call them. Some people call them drops or different things. Uh, we always include a card that shows you exactly how many milligrams you're getting and then how to take it. And so if I, in different companies, I have different ranges of, of bottles. And majority of tinctures or drops, we call them sublingual oils because they work sublingually. Uh, typically, you're going to see like a 400 milligram uh, in the whole bottle, 400 milligrams. And in our company, we basically use that with small pets and very small children. And, for, and you start out basically the metric to measure for your dosage is the dropper itself. And so, especially the half dropper versus the full dropper are the most common uh, recommendations we make. And for instance, in the 400 milligram, it's six and a half, milligram bottle, a half a dropper is six and a half milligrams and the full dropper is 13 milligrams. And so then you can adjust that up or down according to like, if you have a real teeny tiny dog, you often, you just give a few drops and we discuss that with people that come in with their pets. Uh, The most common product we sell and the most common dosage we see on the market is an 800 milligram bottle. And again, you're going to see this little one ounce bottle, usually a dark color to protect the cannabinoids inside from heat and light. And so, in on that one, the half a dropper is 13 milligrams and the full dropper is 26 milligrams. And just in general, with our experience and research, about 20 milligrams is kind of a sweet spot for a lot of people. But unlike aspirin, where we all take two every four hours, uh C B D. A is very dependent upon all kinds of factors, your metabolism, the depth of the problems you're having, what is causing problems in your system, and how long you've had health problems. And so each person is kind of their experimental subject of one or N equals one, we call it. Uh, And so that's why we always say start low and then increase until you get the results that you want. Uh, At our company, we also offer a 1600 milligram uh, concentration. And in that one too, it's for people with more uh, deeper issues or long-term issues or nerve issues that are uh, very problematic. And so the 1600, the half dropper already is at 26 milligrams. And then the full dropper is 52 milligrams. And again, too, majority of people start with our 800 milligram and then move up to the 1600 if they need it. And then we also offer a 3200 milligram bottle And again, we come across people, like I say, with say severe seizures or autism or Alzheimer's or MS or Parkinson's when the lower dose just was not enough to get them the relief they wanted. And so in the 3,200 milligram, a half a dropper is already 52 milligrams. In the full dropper is 104 milligrams. So you can see you have total control as a client or a purchaser in terms of not only which level bottle you want to buy, but also how to use that bottle. And for instance, in the 3200 milligram, some people, if, if their symptoms are abating or getting better, might even drop to a quarter dropper, back down to the 26. And so again, too, it gives you huge flexibility in terms of how, what to take and when. And then we also discuss uh, just how to use it, which also determines like how much to take and, and when too. Uh, and mm-hmm. one thing we always start out with is because we have a cold pressed, whole plant, wide range of cannabinoids and beneficial ingredients in it. We always recommend that we just shake each bottle before use. Uh, and then a, really a critical benefit or a procedure that makes a huge difference in how effective any CBD, and we've totally emphasized it with ours, is that the sublingual administration, which it means that you put it under your tongue, it goes through by osmosis and the sublingual gland then our bloodstream picks it up and takes it directly to the receptors. Uh, it is the most effective of the administrations. Um, but anyway, and you see it used like with different heart pills and different things, you, you see more and more people using the sublingual route. But one problem if you, is to, your tongue is right there in the way, and if your tongue is down in the CBD you've put in your mouth, it's going to make a lot of excessive saliva and it's going to be very awkward and messy to keep it in your mouth for very long and so one benefit that we always or step we always recommend to everybody is to put your tongue flat on the roof of your mouth and there's an actually an indentation about halfway back in your mouth where it actually fits it's kind of the place where you make this sound that don't know if you can hear that that kind of clicking sound that's kind of where your tongue goes and so, put your tongue on the roof of your mouth, slide it back into that indentation, and then you just keep it there the whole time the CBD is in your mouth. Uh, that will prevent all that extra saliva. And the extra saliva also dilutes the CBD under your tongue. So, what's going through into the sublingual gland is also diluted. So, to make it easier to keep it long-term in your, under your tongue and also to get the biggest benefit, it's just really critical to have your tongue on the roof of your mouth, flat on the roof of your mouth and keep it there until you swallow. So once you have your tongue comfortably under the roof of your mouth, uh, then you put either the half drop or one drop or whatever you've decided on for a dosage under your tongue and then you close your mouth and then you hold it a minimum of five to seven minutes. And I know some people are shocked by that because there's some recommendations out there of 30 seconds or 60 seconds or 90 seconds, but realistically, Osmosis is not a quick process. And so if you've ever did that in science with saltwater to freshwater molecules, it takes time. So you have to honor how the body works and give it time to go through into that sublingual gland. The research shows clearly though you can leave it even up to 15 minutes and it's still going through. And so we have people that do that that really want maximum benefit that are dealing with severe issues. Um, I often leave mine 15 minutes and either when I'm driving or playing on my phone or whatever. And by the time I go to swallow, there's nothing left. And so that's another benefit. And also if you swallow too soon, if you're just at a stronger level, you can, the taste is somewhat strong. And so it's just often better all around. Just keep your tongue out of the way until it's gone through. Uh, And a big advantage then of using that sublingual administration is once the CBD starts going into that gland and the bloodstream is taking it around to your body, uh, to your regular receptors and your endocannabinoid receptors. Uh, it's available in 20 to 40 minutes, which is very quick. And then anything you swallow, like it be a gummy or a pill, or even if you swallowed the CBDA or any liquid right away, is that it has to go through your stomach and your liver. And the studies are very clear that you get 10% of what you take when it has to go through that system. And it can also take an hour to two hours, especially if you've had a McDonald's or a steak lately or something that's already slowing down digestion. And so if you took like a 20 milligram dosage, you'd be getting two milligrams. And so you can see the huge lack of benefit when you're doing that. You're kind of somewhat wasting the product. And then with the long-term sublingual, especially getting up to the five to seven minutes and over, you can get it varies between like 50 to 60 plus percent of it's actually getting into your bloodstream. And then also when things go through your stomach and the liver again too, uh, you're just not getting them directly to all the cells and with the cbda sublingually it immediately does not even go to the stomach it immediately goes to the cells and our bodies are highly intelligent so it's going to go where there is inflammation or nerve damage or an imbalance and so again too i can't express enough if you really want effective use of the cbda putting it under your tongue and leaving it there is a huge benefit And then once it started working, the doses last between six to eight hours. And that depends upon your metabolism and again, if there's food or what's going on with your body or other medications or whatever. And so just in general, we make a recommendation of two to three times a day, depending upon your issue. Uh, For instance, a real common one is to keep it by your bedside. Uh, Take it first thing in the morning. And this is especially appropriate for anxiety or pain. A lot of people with pain, like from arthritis and different things, when you wake up, you feel more creaky and in more pain uh, than at most other times of the day. And also, it's good to start your day if you have anxiety or issues of that to actually have the CBD on board before you start your day and before you can allow that worry and tension and stress to build up. Another important time to take it is before bed. And so if you take it about an hour before bed, it gives you a good start on getting to sleep. And we often talk about pain it used to be our biggest reason customers came in. But for the last year or two, uh, it really has switched more to anxiety and sleep issues. And if you've ever had a sleep issue, you realize how terrible that is. And then you have anxiety about sleep and then you're less likely to sleep. And so a lot of people have trouble falling asleep. And then many have people, people have trouble staying asleep, especially that two to three uh, time in the morning called early morning awakening. And so again, too, if your sleep is your issue, then take an hour before bed. And again, too, each person has to find their dose of what works for them. So start with your half dropper of your CBD. And after an hour, if you're still anxious and awake, set up straight, by the way, and, and take another dose until you figure out what works best for you. And so it's just, it's an experimental process. You're really working with your body to help it work better. And so it's very important to do that to find the right dose for you to get to sleep and then if you wake up in that early morning time and i always recommend wait like half an hour and see if you're going to naturally go back to sleep and then if not why sit up straight in bed and i emphasize that too because sometimes if you take it and you go back to sleep too quickly if you're not if you're not sitting up straight you can actually aspirate or choke or whatever on it so always sit up straight take it again give the time it needs to be to go into your body, and then help you with that natural sleep. Uh, it's a terrible feeling if you've ever had that problem, you're waking up at two in the morning, and you know, you have a busy day, you know how important it is to get to sleep. And pretty soon again, you've got yourself all worked up and stressed. And so it's really important to know that you can take more. And usually, I just start like a half a dropper at that point, uh, to figure out what you need. And then a the final benefit of it, especially for sleep is we've all not all of us, but many people have tried like different sleep aids. Uh, I work with people who drink a lot of, sometimes a bottle of wine, or use drugs or something to go to sleep. But the CBDA allows you to have a natural sleep with your deep sleep and your and your REM sleep. And so it's very important that you get sleep that is not a drug sleep like Ambien that can cause all kinds of trouble. And you can often tell how good your sleep. <laughs> Uh, method was by how you feel in the morning. And so with the CBDA, wake up very relaxed and alert. And with some of the other methods people try, you still don't have that because you aren't getting uh, the best type of sleep. And so the early morning, you know, when you get up and then before bed are two great times to take it. And then if you have more serious issues, like I say, like MS or Parkinson's or very severe PTSD or things like that, uh, then you can go ahead and do it the three times a day, first thing in the morning. and then kind of whatever works with your schedule, six to eight hours out from that uh, can be mid-afternoon or whatever works in your schedule. And then taking it again before bedtime. And then again, if your body tends to have, you know, less inflammation and nerves are getting repaired and your body's getting more balanced, often over time you can take less. And that's the same with sleep as with anything else that we work with. Um, and then for instance if you go to work where you don't feel like comfortable taking it then you do more at home or if kids are in school they can take it before school and right after school and so everybody's different in terms of when they take it but just keep in mind that it lasts six to eight hours uh, each time you take a dose and then if you're using the sublingual method correctly with your tongue on the roof of your mouth it's going to start working quickly in 20 to 40 minutes and then just in general always using this over time, you often find you can take less as your body's actually getting uh, repaired. And it's not just like a pain blocker that blocks your pain or a drug that kind of interferes with your brain and kind of sedates you basically. Um, so again, too, there's always more and more questions I could talk about, but that's a basic overview of our uh, dosages and usage suggestions.
2: Love it, love it. And I know that's a lot of information. It might be, feel a little bit like uh, drinking out of a fire hydrant. but. Um... <laughs> We, uh, you know, and that's why this is being live recorded for the Miracle Plant podcast. You can listen to this over and over again for decades and, and, you know, probably millions of people will listen to it when millions of people understand the power of this miracle plant in the raw CBDA form, that they can come back and listen to and get the science that's already been proven, that we've already known, and you can say, I remember when I heard it here first on the Miracle Plant podcast, and we have this huge helicopter flying over Hopefully, that's not the FDA copter. I think we're okay. And so, anyways, um, I'm really happy that you're able to bring all that great information and um, have people understand better uh, the dosage of what to take. And we always, and I like to, you know, I'm a, I'm a helicopter view kind of person, 10,000 feet view. For me, it's like start slow, you know, start low and stay slow. So, you just want to start with a low dosage, and, and sometimes those lower dosages actually have maximum benefit that's how the plant works Um, I don't need to get into all the details why that is but uh, sometimes taking those small doses uh, once or twice a day depending upon what the issue is if it's if it's as needed then you take it as needed right if it's if you're stressed out um, you know because the helicopter is flying over you as you're doing a podcast at a t-ball game um, then maybe you take some (laughs) And you start with uh, when you need it for anxiety or stress. Or uh, if you've had a stressful day or you are not been sleeping well, then you take it before bed, like a half hour to an hour before bed. But if it's something chronic like pain or inflammation or, or diagnosis, then you want to take it consistently because the CBD will only last in your system for about 8 to 10 hours. So if it's a real chronic issue, you probably want to be taking 24 divided by 8 three times a day, Right to make sure that it's constantly working and doing its magic for you. So um, we say start slow and and go low and then you can uh, crank it up if you need to. And if you don't care, if money is not an obstacle, you're independently wealthy, then take as much as you want, right? You can throw the kitchen sink at it. Um, But uh, specifically the first couple times, if you've never, if you haven't had a cannabis product since the 60s or 70s, then I would recommend starting slow only because some people that have no like, just real under, or if they've never taken CBD or a cannabis based product, even though it's hemp and it's less than 0.3 THC, um, there's um, there's a euphoria that I feel and many people will feel. And it's basically your body like a runner's eye. And, and the reason I bring that up is if you haven't been sleeping well and the very first time that you take a real whole product that really works, that's really representing the plant, then. Um, if you haven't been sleeping well, you might your body might say, "Oh, thank God, I've gotten this extra, you know uh, ammunition to help me go to sleep, and then you take a nap. So we've heard that from people before. Like the, if you haven't been sleeping well and you take a great hemp CBD product, your chances are you're gonna take a nap because that's what your body needs. And that CBDA is allowing the homeostasis, the overstimulated popcorn brain that we all have these days with social media news and everything that it just allows like that thermostat to come down to 72 degrees. From 90 degrees, that's not where it belongs, overstimulated popcorn brain, brings it down to that 72 homeostasis. So uh, just a couple more words there for you. As we wrap up here, I see that we had Amber that's uh, on stage and I wanted to do a little Q&A. So anybody that wants to come up, feel free to come on up. And uh, Amber is a bud tender, it looks like. and um I, she said she's enjoying the conversation and hasn't heard this type of information and i would love to invite her up to ask a question and uh how you doing amber welcome to the miracle plant podcast show
1: hi thanks for having me um it's pretty cool to hear all this information um are you you guys are located in california right? yeah
2: ventura is the main office but we have stores in uh, uh other locations like ojai and uh denver colorado as well oh. mm-hmm.
1: I was born in Thousand Oaks, so I know where Vintera is. I'm there right now. <laughs> oh, my God. Um, yeah, I'm in Santa Monica now. But um, uh, So our shop where we sell cannabis um, is mostly because of demand, like retail, right, to make money. is mostly THC products, but we do have a few um, mixed CBD and THC products, and they're usually tinctures. Um For some reason, no one in California wants to smoke CBD. I do, but no one else does. (laughs) Um, But I actually enjoy smoking. So I don't know much about like the edibles and the tinctures because I just don't enjoy taking it that way. But I I do often have to recommend it to people. So it's been an interesting conversation to overhear. It does sound um, a little bit expensive, though, if you have a chronic condition, like um, MS or something, and you have to take it like at least twice a day. How long would a 800 milligram bottle of CBD last you if you had a chronic condition? Like I'm trying to figure that out. Uh, there
0: is uh, 60 half droppers in each bottle. And so that it varies. And then also if you get a stronger bottle, then you wouldn't have to take as much. And so it would last longer. So, yeah, most people in general would be like a bottle a month is a real common okay. uh, amount. That, that people do. And I do have to talk. So, in, in our OHI store, we have our CBDA store, hemp store, and then above us, we have dispensaries. And so, one thing I always like to mention to bud tenders, to people working in cannabis, is just be very aware that all of your products are going to have a significant amount of THC, just by law, you know, you're not hemp. And just to be aware, I work with a lot of people that have, they're older, like in their 70s and 80s, and they are looking for CBD. And they don't, and again, too, it's going to be heated CBD as what you sell and not the raw. And so again, too, that's a difference. But also these people are just totally unaware of how strong THC, even if it is a different ratio with a higher CBD amount, they're not aware of how powerful and strong it is. And so sometimes they're like coming into our store, just very confused. And uh, they say, my jaw still hurts, but I don't know what's going on. And again, too, so, so many people have no idea how powerful THC is now, and it's actually somewhat dangerous. Had a couple of them that ended up going to the hospital because that real strong tachycardia. And one very interesting man, I called him like the straw man or whatever, he had taken it and I don't know what they gave him, but anyway, he ended up like passing out for 10 hours and then his mouth was dry, but so was his eyes and his joints or whatever. So just always be well aware that when you're recommending a CBD product from a dispensary, there's going to be significant amounts of THC in that. And
1: well, we work- it does show the amount of THC percentage on the bottle, and we do have the COAs, so you you can know what you're getting into.
0: Right. No, it's just that they don't understand what that effect is, and so we have one of the of the dispensaries we work with that recognizes that. So if someone comes in like, with like cancer or seizures or you know MS or something, they do refer us down. Uh, we're down the hill, and then if we get people coming in looking for THC, which we do, then we always refer them there. And so just kind of be aware, especially when you get into elderly population or people with significant illness, uh, because so those numbers don't really mean a lot to them and COAs, they don't even know what they are. And so just kind of a heads up.
1: Um, yeah, it, it's really, it's re- unfortunately, it's really the look of the draw of what buttender or what person you get behind the counter and just hoping that they know what they're doing. Um, but we do care, you know, we try. <laughs> um, oh, oh, absolutely.
0: Yeah, I'm not disparaging <laughs> it. It's just, a, just kind of an information gap. In oh, effect. a
1: huge information gap, which is why it's so exciting that you guys are talking about it on here. And I um, I have an entertainment background, and I've been trying to get my experiences with THC and CBD and cannabis in general out to my friends who need to know about it. And it, I get censored on TikTok, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, everywhere, except for Clubhouse, because Clubhouse is a privately owned company. And
0: that's true for anybody, even like I say, with our CBD a raw CBDA, you know, that can have by law less than 3 tenths of a percent THC. I know one of our recent COAs, it was 0.05, so five hundredths of a percent THC. But again, too, we have a lot of consumers. And even though the bottle has the QR code, you can see the COA. It's just not a lot of information and things out there. And you're right, just in general, CBDA, CBD, anything related to any kind of cannabis, it's a problem. Uh, doing any kind of talking about it or advertising or anything like that so that that's a, a, a unique problem um, that also it's also really frustrating
1: thing. because they act like we're trying to advertise to kids when really we're just trying to get information out there because there's stigma and misinformation and you can't correct the misinformation without getting censored and it's like okay how are we doing this <laughs> so I'm so glad you guys are here but um, I didn't know anything about CBDA I knew about THCA um, I know that when you uh, take an edible of THC, it turns into THCa in your liver, and it is much stronger, which is why I don't like edibles. Um, <laughs> and uh, I did. I wonder. So, if you take CBD as a gummy, does it turn into CBDa in your liver?
0: Uh, no. In fact, I'd never heard it, that statement before. So the plant makes CBDa, but anytime there's any kind of heat applied to it, it's mm. going to decarboxylate and turn into CBD. And so I, I've never heard that THC turns into THCA. Uh, I'll, have to, I'll research that because it doesn't make sense. Not if
1: you smoke it. If you smoke it, it
2: doesn't. But anyway, I'll,
0: I'll, I'll have to look into that because any kind of a gummy, by the way, too, has been heated. They're not like raw whole plant gummies out there. It
2: just once, you, once something goes through the liver, it actually does change the molecule. So usually what happens, especially for THC delta nine, which is what we're talking about here, the psychoactive part of the plant, is that once it passes through the liver, it, it changes, it, uh, the carbolation changes one more degree. And therefore, that's why you can't, um, uh, usually CBD will help offset the, the effects of being too high. And so once you've taken an edible and it's passed through the liver, um, then it becomes another um, uh, molecule of THC, which is much stronger, lasts much longer, and it's in the blood. And there's no, basically that's why when you take an edible, and you're basically on a you know lsd Beatles trip um, and there's nothing you can really do about it because it has been converted and it's in the bloodstream and it's going to be there for there's the nothing you 0. can do about it for exactly <laughs> and you can't take some cbd and it might help some but if the crazy thing is if you smoke a lot of thc for whatever reason and you take some cbd you will notice that you will come down uh, oh, for was sure with question smoking was
1: I, I told people yeah. like you know i've heard that if you get too high you can take cbd but yes. I've never gotten so high that I've gotten uncomfortable recently and been like, oh, man, I'm really scared. I need to take some CBD. Yeah. But I'm like, I want to test it out. And so it makes me feel better hearing that. I feel like yeah. you
2: and that's, to well, Yeah, and that's say But it sounds and expensive. <laughs> no, that. yeah. I mean, and here's the thing, too, about the pricing. Like, So we, we started this because it helped heal our son from autism. And so we have a compassionate discount. We actually give the product away for free. We're .org. So we also have, um, you know, compassionate discounts for 50% off, eh, you know, cancer. Yeah. And so we're on a mission to heal the world. That's what the podcast is about. We're going to scream heal the world here in a minute. I got to get to the baseball game. Uh, We're looking to reach a billion people by 2025. I've aligned with every marketing guru, uh, digital marketing to get through Facebook, to get through YouTube. That's what I've done. I've cracked that code. We're one of 20 companies on the world that does that. So I hear you, and let's keep fighting together. It's all the same plant. You can use it for recreational benefits. You can use it for, it's better than the alternative right now in the big pharma world. So, uh, yeah, we'd love to talk with you more, explain to you more how this miracle plant works. But on that note, I do have to run. Literally, they are warming up, and I think my son's going to pitch for the first time today. And so on the count of three, we're going to say heal the world, because that is the mission of the miracle plant. Can I
0: one last thing? Go for it. Uh, just if, if you have questions, this is a complicated uh, area, uh, you can go to askjanet, that's me, org, askjanet.org, and I do free Zoom, 30-minute Zoom conferences. You can sign up for a time slot, and I'll be glad to talk to you about CBD and dosage and also talk about, I'm an engraved nutritionist, and so just a wide range of things to help you. So again, too, I know it's hard in one podcast to cover everything. Uh, and also you can check our website for more information or call one of our stores.
1: Thanks, Janet. I'll definitely um, uh, sign up for a session with you. I have lots of things to nerd out on. <laughs> absolutely.
2: And Love if it. anybody has any any questions about CBD, absolutely send them to the website or we, we answer our phones. Like we have a phone number. You can call us. 805-642-5623. Open seven days a week in sunny beach of Cal- uh, Ventura, California. So, uh, but I do, we do need to run. And I'm really happy they came up on stage, Amber. Thanks so much for doing that. And, Always uh, great to have you on the stage, uh, you know, with the co-hosts Janet and Dan. And on the counter three, we're going to say "Hero of the World," so I can run up and go coach my son's baseball game. And uh, we will be back next uh, next Saturday, 10 a.m. Pacific. We're here every single week. You can also find the podcast to listen to it again wherever you find your podcasts. And uh, I want to thank everybody for stopping by and educating yourself and and breaking through these these stigmas that we've been conditioned. So on the count of three, let's say heal the world because there are people out there that need some healing and they're looking for a miracle. And we hope they find us, hear this, uh, or listen to a story or try a product and see for themselves the power of plants, especially in the raw form. So on the count of three, let's say heal the world, everybody. One, two, three. Heal the 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 world. world. All right. Thanks, everybody, for swinging by the Miracle Plant Podcast. We'll see you next week. Take care and be a blessing to someone. Adios.
1: Thanks for listening to today's show. To check out more great cannabis podcasts, go to PodConnects.com. Here's a preview of one of our other shows.
2: Are you looking for the next great cannabis business to invest in? Then you need to check out the MJ Bulls podcast. Hi, I'm Dan Humiston.